Between Two Gophers Six Feet Apart is brought to you by a small team from Studio U. Edited by Hank Berger and Taylor Johnson. Written by Alexander Denniston, Thomas Kozlowski, and Gemma Keeler. With music done by Jake Swagbaum. It's produced by Hallie Faunus and Lucas Levin. Okay, hello everyone. Happy Monday. If you're listening to this on the day it comes out, welcome back to Between Two Gophers, Six Feet Apart. I am one of your hosts, Gemma Keeler. And I am your other host, Lucas Levin. And today we are introducing our special guest, the Women's Network. Hi, I'm Nat Jacobwith, and I am Vice President of the Women's Network. Cool. And my name is Ingrid Sampson, and I'm the Blog Manager of the Women's Network. Awesome. Absolutely. Do you guys want to talk like a little bit more just about yourselves? Like what are your majors, your years, stuff like that? Sure. Yes. Being good, you go first. Go? <laughs> oh, sure. I like how we're just talking all over each other. Yeah. So I know. like I said, my name's Nat. Um, my pronouns are she, her, and I am a junior in the journalism school at the University of Minnesota, and I'm minoring in Arabic and business law. Ooh. Yeah. My name is Ingrid Sampson. I'm a junior. And I'm also majoring in journalism, and my minor mm, is a little bit undecided, but I think it's going to be <laughs> gender, women, and sexuality studies. Cool, cool, cool. We're working Absolutely. on it, but I think that's the idea. I'm pretty <laughs> so, sure that was yeah. my mom's. That was my mom's major when she went to the U. So really, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Super cool. I feel honored. <laughs> I just realized, Gemma, that we've never ever said like what we major in and what we're oh. studying embarrassing and they'll never know <laughs> no, <it's laughs> like to keep it mysterious around here <laughs> so i guess just we're gonna head off with our first question so the women's network i think this was like the first time i ever really heard about it was from one of the people in our student group and then i also know that my friend amanda um is in the group too um she's a blog writer so ingrid i'm sure you know her yeah <laughs> that's what the that's the meeting i just came from oh, okay, <laughs> cool, meeting. so i literally just talked so to her, yeah. just i was just gonna ask like generally like what does the women that the women's network do do you want to take it or should i um why don't we both go for it why don't you go first? okay talk at the exact same time <laughs> yeah that's so good <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so basically, well, the U of M chapter is new, so that might be why you haven't heard of it. But we just started in August was like when we formed the, the board and everything. Um, but overall, the Women's Network is a group for college age women to come together, build a network, build connections with women across the country and within their organization. Um, we learn job skills like we just had a resume building workshop. Um, there was a LinkedIn workshop a few weeks ago um, from national speakers. So they do a really good job of bringing women in from all around the country to talk about, you know, what they do within their field specifically. Um, and they've had some really, really, really cool guests. So they've had women writers for like they just had someone who wrote a show. I think it was called The Surge. Um, and they had like an Academy Award nominee. Um, they just have some like really great women oh, wow. like on the board for glossier and stuff so they just have some really really cool women um yeah and i don't know if that's if it's easier now over zoom you know (laughs) that definitely helps Mm -hmm. but yeah um yeah and it's also just like everyone's really nice and it's just a good way to meet other women who have the same goals as you or you know just to make friends um so yeah anything else Yeah, I think, I mean, the Women's Network is a national organization that's new to campus, which is super exciting, but it's all about being a non-competitive environment for women and just people who identify as women, where 
you can build skills, build a network, um, build a network that is field fluid because a lot of times it's like one organization that's specific for one interest. Mm -hmm. And that's not really realistic for how you're going to get a job after college. So it's all about creating a non-competitive environment for women to be supported and learn cool things about themselves and the people around them. That's sure. amazing. I love that you highlighted non-competitive. That is such like a huge, a huge asset to have, especially in a student group is that, um, that non-competitive aspect. I love it. Yeah. And do you guys, I don't know if you get, do you guys specifically, is it just kind of any sort of women in like professional industry or is it specifically like business or is it like, like it's any field. It's okay. really anybody. We actually have a an event coming up where we're having a bunch of different women from different companies come and speak and it's a big networking and um, kind of career interest day. And we have women from STEM. We have women who are in data analytics for business. We have women who are in communications roles. So it's all just about figuring out what you like, figuring out what's out there and being connected to also women who are in the beginning of their professional career or like developed in their professional career who are in a position to offer um, advice, in a position to offer opportunities and mentorship. So that is a really cool aspect of it. Yeah, that's awesome. No, I love that. Um, and like as Gemma said, like like talking about like especially competitiveness, I feel like that's such a huge thing with any professional field that you go into. There's always that enormous aspect of just like competitive like nature. So yeah. it's really cool yeah. that you guys focus specifically on on eliminating that sort of need to tear other people down to, yeah. to bring yourself to the top. I think that's especially prevalent in women, too, because we do see that there is, um, like, sometimes there is limited spots for women. And so I think it's easy for that culture of competitiveness to be born and to be like, well, if it ha it's going to be a woman, it's going to be me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, yeah, I think that's right. really, really prevalent in women for sure. And the founder, um, Jamie, she went to Syracuse, and um, the reason she started the group was she's um, in finance, and so she went to a speaker, um, mm -hmm. and it was a woman, and she was talking, you know, she was just talking about her, her life and her career, and Jamie realized the room was filled with men, and that nobody was asking any questions about what it was like to be a woman or any difficulties she faced or anything like that, and so she kind of realized, like, either people don't know or they don't really care about, you know, the difficulties women face, especially in these men-dominated fields. I mean, yep. in most fields anyway, but um, right. especially in fields in the business world, in STEM, things like that, that are so male-dominated. Um, so she went home and she was, like, looking for groups and she didn't find anything that was, like, speaking towards, like, what she was looking for. So she created, created the group herself. Um, and she was saying that one of the main reasons she created it was um, that women are described as ambitious and it usually has a negative connotation, but men either are never described as ambitious because it's kind of expected of them or it has this like beautiful, like positive connotation. Like they go for what they want. They don't care who they step on on the way up. But, you know, if a woman goes for what she wants you know she's a bitch and so I think that was really interesting and especially like what Nat was saying about like the collaboration versus competition in these like men dominated fields when there are only five girls I think a lot of times you know because they're they're already so overlooked they feel the need to like be the best woman and that isn't necessary you know what I mean? but it's it's like the nature of the group and so they feel the need to do that and so the the goal of the women's network is to give women this group where that isn't the goal. We want everybody to feel like they have an equal opportunity to speak and be heard and listen and, you know, get their 
their opinions heard and, you know, also just to teach women how to, you know, be in these male-dominated fields, I guess. Um, but yeah. I also think, <laughs> I think it's important to remember, and we talk about it a lot, most of the jobs that you'll get throughout your career, you get through networking. And so a yes, company might right. be <clears throat> motivated to hire more women and a company might be motivated to diversify their staff. But unless they know somebody, it can be more difficult to fill those positions. So how can we as a network support and facilitate those connections mm. and support and facilitate those meetings? Yeah, Ingrid, you like perfectly um, segued onto the topic of ambition because I saw on your guys' website that you um, have that in your mission statement that's like pretty, pretty prominent is this clarification of ambition. Do you want to yeah. go any further into like why that word um, particularly and why the clarification? I know you kind of talked about um, this idea where there's this double standard for women and men in, in um, the pro- professional field where if a woman goes out and out of her way and, be, and be's bold and is bold, she's um you know being a bitch or she's um bossy. you know she's bossy, bossy or annoying like i remember barbara streisand would talk about directing like men and she'd be like i would always be called a bitch but if anybody yeah. else were in my position they would be called like a great director or they'd be called like a go-getter you know what i mean exactly mm-hmm. or even just like a general director like it's, yeah it's, like <laughs> it's just a normal thing to which, do but then you're a fucking bitch if you do it you know so funny yeah. because you know we're talking about male-dominated fields film is one of those hugely male-dominated fields and one of those insanely like predatory male-dominated fields especially with female actresses and so having you know barbara streisand be called a bitch but you know male directors out there are constantly you know preying on you know young women in their cast is this enormous double standard that i feel like goes unseen but back to ambition and just that kind of clarification do you want to talk more about that at all either nat or ingrid um i'll just say a little bit and then nat if you want to talk about it more um i think it's just important to understand like the language we use around women and like you know defining ambition is the name of our podcast um a because podcast yeah what can i say <laughs> defining ambition i think it's spotify apple podcasts just in case you're interested yeah Sweet. but um i think it's through the national chapter um not just like the u of m specifically but um it's just important to understand the language you use around women in these fields like we were talking about you know um if we ever if we like that's the goal if we're striving towards women finally feeling equal and people who don't identify as women as well um it's important that they like the language we use around them is inclusive and doesn't discriminate between men and women you know if we're gonna call if we're gonna praise men for being ambitious and then scrutinize women that isn't isn't gaining anything so i think it's important that we we understand the the double standard there um and then aim to fix that that's what i think but nat do you have anything else you want to say i was just going to add i think that one of the things that initially drew me to being part of the women's network was the idea of redefining ambition because i'm not like a super sensitive person i'm not like a cuddly feely person um and i think that in general in a lot of settings, because I'm motivated and because I get my stuff done, I am perceived as being a bitch and I am perceived as being like cold and like these things where if it was a man, it like wouldn't matter. And so to be in an environment where it's like, no, that's who you are and that's great. And this is how we're going to support it. And this is how we're going to connect you to other people was something that for myself was really cool and was nice. And I know that I've been in different spaces throughout college where it's like, 
I'm in a class and I'm maybe like the only like woman in my group and my personality isn't different that much from anybody else who I'm working with, but like how they perceive me is different because of who I am. And so just to be part of an organization that celebrates all of that and like lets me be myself and is fine with me not being always the most like gentle and sweet person, but like someone who's like <laughs> a leader and someone who like is comfortable taking charge is something that I've really enjoyed. Absolutely. And I think um, like it's so important that you mentioned that um, because while it is amazing to like um, definitely make the distinction that women who are leadership or are leadership oriented and are motivated like that, um, it's totally okay for them to take that role. But it also should be a thing of like acknowledging that some women are gentle and some women are sensitive and that is still completely valid within a workplace. And so I think it's definitely like, I don't know, I definitely... Um, for myself at least see a distinction um, between like where a woman's place is I guess and so I feel like it's all about making a place for women who do have that side that are um, like harsh quote-unquote harsh and bossy and that and also women who don't have that side to them and making sure that that is okay for both of them to be present because they can both exist and it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive so I think that's really Mm -hmm. cool that you mentioned that and I also think that women I was just going to say, I think that women are like, are used to go coexisting in that way because we're yes. used to having that variety. And that's something that when you're in a space that's like mixed of men and women, I think men are not as used to that a lot of times, not to generalize, but I think like in a women centered space, it's something that is like normal and it's a really cool part of being part of the network is mm-hmm. like yeah. the support for that. That's super amazing. I was going to say that I just remember a story um, from 10th grade um, oh. of one of my... <laughs> um, this is about to te- hit hard. <laughs> but one of my teachers who tried to convince us that the wage gap wasn't real. And this was like, you know, one of those things where he was just like trying to be really, really cool and slick with it. And oh, his nice. argument, his argumentation was that, you know, if the wage gap is real, like, why don't they just hire women for everything then? And then they can just pay them less and make more money. And I'm like... Because that's not how companies run. Like, companies don't always want the face of a woman on their company. Like, they want men to, like, represent them. And also, they don't necessarily, like, trust women because there's this socialized idea that women are weaker than men. Oh, for sure. So less it's like, smart, less ambitious. <laughs> not yeah. to mention women are, de- like, decentivized to apply or to shoot for these larger management positions because they're told that they're not worth it, especially women in STEM who are, who suffer like the most from imposter syndrome because they're told that they aren't enough for it. So I I just remember hearing that and being like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) What did you smoke before class? Yeah, literally. (laughs) We've also, we've talked about how a lot of jobs will ask you to list your previous salary on the application and how like that practice is like so predatory for women who are always, or like consistently across many fields paid less than men right. where it's yeah. like okay so how much are will, you willing to accept because of the trajectory of your career and I also don't think that it's about like I don't know I think that there are a lot of men who agree that there's like an issue and yeah. like, agree that things need to be done differently I also just think that it's like important to have women-centered spaces in college when you're still like developing yourself. Right, and then and then you get those guys who are like, well, that's kind of sexist that you're not letting men into your group, and it's like, this is this is every group is allows men. Can we have one that just yes, is maybe specified exactly. towards exactly. one group of people? <laughs> and something um, that like just generally like everybody has been so kind and like 
we it's all awesome. come from diff- like on our board everybody is like kind of in different majors um but like that hasn't been any issue you know what I mean like it's a good thing because then we can like diversify like who we're making connections with because you don't want to I mean something I was just talking about with my parents is like at some point like if you have a bachelor's degree you could potentially go into most fields you know you doesn't have to be a journalism field you know if you have like these skill sets you can go into this but it is going to be harder if you don't know people and so I think it's really useful that like the group is like giving you the opportunity to talk to women in different fields and, like, this networking trip is, like, a way for us to, I mean, like, we could, you know, not to say we're going to be engineers, that's not possible, but, like, you know, we could, you know, get into, like, a communications position in a STEM, like, agency or something like that. And so I think that's really useful at this age, like, to build those connections right away. Um, and the, it was just really great. Our president, Nicole, from, like, just the U of M chapter, um, she was saying why the group resonated with her. Um, and when she had her, her interview with the founder... Um, she was saying, like, I don't know if I'm qualified, like, you know, I'm just, I'm a marketing major, I don't know if I can do this, um, and Jamie said that women only tend to apply to positions when they meet 100% of the qualifications, Mm -hmm. whereas men, yeah, men are much more likely to apply when they only meet 80% 80% or blah, blah, you, you know what I mean? As you can see, as a man, I immediately went, He's really? Like, you guys do that? <laughs> yeah, so, you know, and like something... 60% of qualifications. It's like two-thirds of qualifications. No way. Yeah, he meets them. He's like, I'm applying. If a woman doesn't meet 100% of qualifications, she like... Because you guys are so much more likely to just be thrown, like, is it because it's like... Over. Yeah, looked Is it because of that or is it because you're told that, you know, it you're, you I shouldn't th- unless, like, you know what I'm saying? I don't mean to sound completely ignorant and stupid, but I'm I'm trying to understand. You're learning. (laughs) Hey. Yeah. (laughs) I think think it's a little bit of both. Like, we just feel like we won't be taken seriously unless we're, like, over-prepared and, like, we have everything under control and we are in, in charge of everything because we've been told that, like... Or we've been taught that, like, as a woman, you have to be... Like, if you're going to be taken seriously, you know, you have to be better than all the men. Whereas, clearly, the men are going in completely underprepared and they can sometimes still talk their way into these positions oftentimes I would say um so I think that's like where it gets really like that's why these like women-centered spaces are so important where we're learning how to do these things um and like on Wednesday we had a speaker come in um who was teaching us how to build our resumes and how to write them and format them um and she was saying that like Nat was saying about um like never putting your salary on your resume um or like saying how much you earned in past positions she was talking um about the fact that all of us should attend like gender or sorry wage negotiation meetings um or classes where we can learn how to um negotiate our salaries yeah yeah because women are too scared to ask for you know for raises because we're we're taught that like you shouldn't be that forward. Um, you know, right. people are going to think you're bossy. You should right. be happy that you're getting, you have a job, blah, blah, blah. Um, but the worst thing they can say is probably no. And if you right. were to get fired for it, would you really want to work there in the first place? You know, yeah. um, so you cause like men are, <laughs> yeah. so it's like, you know, women should like, it's sad that we have to go through these measures, you know, like we have to take classes to learn like that it's okay to be forward, but it is, you know, we're, it's good that we're like getting um like these groups are giving us these resources like the women's network is teaching us like resources and like ways that we can like make our resumes strong and like be the strongest candidates we can be just like being ourselves you know what I mean and Mm -hmm. I think that's Mm -hmm. really powerful and helpful (laughs) I didn't know I could do that exactly exactly yeah 
And so I know one thing we wanted to touch on a little bit is like inclusivity within the club because that is obviously a factor in any club. Um, and so we kind of wanted to talk about like what does the landscape of your membership kind of look like right now regarding um, race and even um, gender and stuff because obviously we have been referencing women and men um, the whole time we've been recording but there is more than two genders and so um, I don't know how do you guys kind of integrate that into um, how you think within the club and how you operate within this organization? You want me to start with this or do you want to start? Uh, I'll go for go it. Go if you want. I just talked yeah, for a so long time. <laughs> I think that diversity is obviously really important and it's not just about diversity. It's about creating sustainable practices within our organization that makes it a welcoming place for everyone and makes it a place that not just this year and not just in reaction to what's been going on in the past six months, but for the foreseeable future is a place that people want to be and feel accepted. So Mm -hmm. I don't think that we have any, like we don't have any way of knowing what the like rate, like we don't ask on our membership forum, like, ethnicity we don't ask on our form like gender even it's just a women's group and so if you identify as a woman if you identify as they them like whatever pronouns you use it's just supposed to be a woman-centered space and if that resonates with you then you're welcome and so it's one of those things where I think the things that we're talking about are not specific necessarily to women like yes women experience these um different issues in the workplace and like yes women experience these challenges but like so do non-binary people like so do many people of color like the way those identities intersect is another issue that like as like i'm not a person of color like i can't speak to how those identities intersect but we want to do our best to be an environment for those for um we want to do our best to be an environment for those identities to like feel supported. And so yeah. that's something that we have been trying to work on as a board. And I know that it's going to be a continued conversation. I know it comes up at pretty much every executive meeting that we have of like, okay, so what are we doing? Like, how are we planning long-term for there to be like a more inclusive environment within our organization? But I mean, that doesn't mean we can't do more. And that doesn't mean that like, we are doing the best now. And like, I think we are doing our best for what we know, but I'm really excited to see as people continue to join the organization and offer their perspectives, like how we can do better and how we can be our best on campus. Yeah. And I know, um, Jamie, I don't remember which meeting we were talking to her about it, but she was saying that as like an entirely new organization, we have this like great opportunity to make our mission statement about inclusion and diversity right from the beginning not to say that it's a bad thing that you know existing groups are now trying to be more diverse it's a good thing that they're trying at least but you know it's it's a a really powerful thing that we can make that our goal right from the beginning build it from the ground up yeah that people know like this is a safe space like we want people from all backgrounds all ethnicities like we just want people to feel safe and like feel like they have a space where they can grow their network like no matter where they come from like it doesn't really you know it doesn't matter um and I think that's something that's like really exciting about having Mm -hmm. this new group is that we can like write what we want our 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 goal to be I guess 
Um, and we have on our board, one of our positions is like diversity and inclusion. Her name is Alexis. And so her goal is to reach out to other groups on campus that um, are also like trying to foster like groups of inclusion and diversity um, so that we can like have these like different conversations with people from different groups. So, you know, we're trying to have like more meetings where we talk to different types of groups and, you know, we don't want it to be like a super like homogenous group in any way because that isn't that isn't increasing any great conversations you know so I think that's that's really really good yeah I think it's really important that you guys acknowledge that and um I think oftentimes like with um women's groups and like feminist groups and stuff especially in the past years I would say maybe it's not as prevalent now but I definitely think there is kind of a culture of straight white women that are going into the same field and like believe in feminism but don't necessarily think about the intersectionality of it and so I like really appreciate that you guys have thought about that and are making making efforts to kind of um not have that be the way your club is so I really yeah I appreciate what you just said thank you for talking about that (laughs) thanks I think it's important just like exactly like you were saying it's important to acknowledge that if it isn't intersectional it isn't really feminism yeah um because you're not I mean, if it isn't including everybody and all types of people, then you really are only fighting for the white straight women. Exactly. Um, and that, of course, you know, there's still women. Like, we still, you know, we still yeah. face that oh, of type of, of discrimination, but there are still so many layers to discrimination um, that need to be addressed. And so I think it's really important that we, you know, intersectionality has to be there. It has to be present. Otherwise, yeah. it isn't, it isn't mm-hmm. fighting for, the, for everybody. And so I think that's really... Mm-hmm. I'm really glad that, like, we've tackled it as well as we can and we're still working on it because that's it's like vital <laughs> like you yeah. can't just ignore it so yes and it's definitely yeah. a process and I'm glad that you're acknowledging that literally there's no way to be perfect about it but like you're doing your best and you're working towards making it a space where that is a thing that yeah. is normal and I think we also know that like there is that stigma with with like a lot of women's groups and like there is things that we as like a community could do better and I think we also have to acknowledge that, like, especially right away, like, there might not be a lot of trust for our organization in terms of, like, the whole scene of women's groups. And so, like, how do you build that trust? And, like, if someone doesn't want to be part of your group but wants to interact with you, how do you do that through different partnerships with other organizations? Like, we know that we're brand new to campus and we don't expect people to just, like, think we're great. And, like, yeah, wanna, yeah. like it's, no, it's, it's like... How can we, like, actively pursue that trust? Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, I just wanted to ask, like, so why, what makes, like, your club important? And, like, why do you feel like people should should care about it? I think, um, well, just like we've been saying the whole time, um, I think it's important that women and anybody who identifies as a woman feels like they have a, a space where they aren't being talked over, where they are being listened to, where they feel, like, comfortable being themselves and where they feel like they are, you know, making strides towards whatever career path they're pursuing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think like, just like having that like super open mission statement is what makes our group like really important and like really, really great to have on campus. You know, we, we want people from all fields because I mean, that's how you make network. You connect with new people, like that's how you network. Um, So I think it's important that people feel like they can, be themselves and they can meet people from all walks of life so I think that's why it's important what do you think Matt yeah I think that above all it's connection and for us to have an organization that 
is women-centered but really is open to anybody any major any person I mean we've seen throughout we have so many freshmen in our club who they're new to campus they're coming to virtual meetings but it's like something that is giving them a sense of belonging at the U and it's giving them something to look forward to and professional opportunities that they otherwise wouldn't have received especially this year and so that is a really important part of our organization and has become a really important thing for all of us personally too i think cool i have like two final questions that we're going to ask so Mm -hmm. the first one is just what do you guys think are some misconceptions especially about your organization or maybe some of the things that you deal with and how do you like combat them i think probably the biggest misconception that I've heard from like incoming freshmen and stuff is that they think it's a business club. Like they think it's only for business majors. Um, And I think the misconception is that networking isn't important in other fields. Like it's mostly a business thing. And I understand that. I definitely have heard that. And I I understand where that comes from. Um, But I think a good clarification to make is that it is for everybody. Like we have women from all majors on the board and we want women from all majors to join the club so that we can network with people from all types of majors um so I think that's a big misconception just that it is a business thing which it isn't (laughs) but I know that it is for women in business of course but it isn't specifically for women in business so yeah that's Uh, a a big one okay and any other ones um I guess my last question for you guys is just how, how do people join like how do people get involved yeah so on our social media which is our Instagram is the women's network underscore umn um and there's a membership form in our little website spot thing that i don't know the word for but you all know what i'm talking about (laughs) and then also we have a two people who are in charge of the pr and marketing for our organization and one of them literally one of her main jobs is responding to dms and responding to messages so We've tried to make our social media really interactive. Um, If there's any information that you need, someone will probably respond to your DM within 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And that's, so that's women's network underscore UMN? Yep. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Women's network underscore UMN. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And everyone on the board has been like really comfortable with like giving out their phone numbers to people who like wanted more information. So if like anybody wants like more specific information from somebody like then everybody feels pretty comfortable like talking about it personally too so cool cool that's awesome. Yeah. awesome um i don't think we have anything else i think that's it i mean if you guys want to plug literally anything you want to plug i <laughs> yeah. if it, even if it's your own socials Seriously, go for plug it anything for the yeah. club for yourselves let's go well i can just say one thing that's really unique i think about our organization is that it only meets twice a month it's every other week and so okay. it's not a huge time commitment but we do have um, national meetings on that off week. So we'll have a more centralized University of Minnesota meeting. But if you want to meet people from all over the country, if you want to see some really amazing speakers, we also have those national meeting opportunities, which I think have been super interesting and super insightful. And that's like a way, um, like the, the Nash or the chapter meetings are obviously more on like the U of M scale. So the speakers we have are like people that like we have connections with but going to these national meetings like gives you the opportunity to hear from women who you know work in New York so and work impressive. in LA yeah it's like yeah. crazy like I just feel special like hearing them talk like it's you know so That's it's really awesome. cool that we get like that that type of experience and it's open to anybody and it's free I think that's something that like 
we didn't mention before, but there isn't any cost to joining. So that is also makes it it's attractive. It's free. <laughs> it's very free. <laughs> um, and then I'll just plug our blog. It hasn't been launched yet, but within the next two weeks. It'll be out in blog, the next two weeks, so you should be. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And um, yeah, the URL is twn slash umn dot wix site <laughs> slash twn yeah dash umn so if you send these to yeah. me I, can, I think i can put them in the description of the podcast too yeah. so that okay people can yeah. see i'll that. text them to you. <laughs> <laughs> no we only use the good stuff so okay. yeah it's, <laughs> so yeah that'll be coming within the next two weeks and like i said i just had a meeting with the writers and they have so many good ideas i'm just so excited like awesome. we're, we're really Yay. trying to really address exciting topics from all all sections of like women's issues and women's like empowerment and so i think that'll be really great so yeah cool cool. that's awesome yeah i think that's all we have for you guys so i mean wait Gemma, do will you, have you guys anything? stay right here i want to take a little picture for social media <laughs> yeah everyone okay one second okay smile i like it perfect yeah okay. you guys are Lovely. so cool thank you so much for coming on and just like putting up with us answering our questions and everything we appreciate it yes thank you for having us yeah awesome you You guys are great our website is studioumn.com you can follow us on instagram and twitter at studioumn and our facebook and youtube at studiou thank you for listening to between two gophers and tune in every monday for our new episodes